Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Ed Podcast Week 8 Preview episode. Uh, I'm Ian. I'm Drew. And there is no third person today, so me and Drew are gonna have to gonna have to pull this weight. Um, Dream I team. think we what Dream Team. We can do this. Yeah, we can do this. This is miracle, miracle on podcast. That's what this is. Yeah. No Daniel again. Um, he's fallen off the face of the earth. I cannot get a hold of him. I don't know what happened. He might not. He might not be alive. Oh man, uh, I was really hoping you weren't going to say that. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's fine. He's just he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the worst joke ever if he actually is dead. <laughs> oh Christ. Okay. So uh let's get this started. Uh Daniel would have wanted you to check out the Cinema Id. Uh so you can do that. Uh the sister blog talk about movies and, and movies. <laughs> over at thecinemaid.net. Uh, you can check out their Facebook page at facebook.com slash thecinemaid. And, of course, uh, this is the Sports Id. We are at thesportsid.net. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash thesportsid. You can email us at thesportsid at gmail.com. That's thesportsid at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at thesportsid. Daniel, Daniel would have wanted you guys to go to the cinema. Ed, I like the way you said. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's let's start off with our picks from last week. Then, how did you do? Um, I got uh, I got ten. I thought I thought it like as I was watching the games, I was pretty sure that I was perfect this week, aside from the Lions game. But uh, I guess. I guess not. Um, yeah, I was. I only got ten. How many did you get, Drew? Yeah, I got seven. Yeah, yeah. sucks to be you. Yeah, and it was uh, a similar thing. As I was watching the games, I was like, "Man, I think I got a lot of these right." Uh, and then I saw the score of the uh, Bills Dolphins game. I saw the score of the. I actually saw the end of the Bears Redskins game from an emergency room. Um, and then I saw what? The, that the whoa, whoa, lines choked. Stop. stop. Why were you in an emergency room? Uh, there was a, a minor accident at home. It's it's oh. cool. Okay. I, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be like a cool story. I didn't mean to take it to a dark place. No, no. It, it, no, it was fine. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got seven. Ian got ten. Daniel got a big fat zero uh, because it's hard for him to apparently put his picks in when he's not on the planet. So I'm going to go with he's not dead. He was like abducted or something by aliens. Uh, I mean, that's and he made and he made friends with them because Daniel's so personable. And so he's just hanging out at their place for a while. That's cool. If he wants to do that. I mean, are we talking like border jumper aliens or like UFO aliens here? I'm talking about Mexicans with spacecraft. Holy shit. <laughs> Game changer. Uh, so that puts the uh, the points in Pick'em this week. That drops Daniel way to the back, which he was already in the back. But uh, that drops him way to the cellar uh, with 43 points. Uh, Ian, you and I are tied at 55. You have managed to catch up uh, with two stellar weeks. You had a four-point week in week five and then 12 and 10. So that yeah. caught you up pretty quick. 
Uh, but names. But uh, fan listener Jason is still in the lead with 63 goddamn points. You know what? Jason can go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, he had a 10-point week this week, too, so. I think he should not be allowed to pick anymore. That's what I feel about that. <laughs> listen, listen to his, his picks for every, like, week-by-week week breakdown. 11, 11, 9, 11, 5, 11, 10. And that 5 gets dropped because ours is set up so that the lowest score, the lowest week gets dropped. Yeah, I got I got zero in my first week, so we I started, like, really behind. Yep. You and Daniel both, but you managed to crawl out of it. Yeah, well, I'm a fucking gangster. <laughs> All right, so then let's move on to uh, reviewing those games that we picked. And let's start out with your Detroit Lions. Uh, they played the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Uh, you, I believe, listened to this game? I listened to it. Um, I mean, there were a lot of drops. Uh, Matthew Stafford's actually having a really, really good season this year, but it's I guess it's sort of being overlooked. Uh, his third down uh, accuracy is off the charts. He has six touchdowns on, on third downs. Like, that's that's insane. No interceptions on third downs. Uh, like, he's, he's having a stellar season, you know. It's just Detroit's receiving core is a little banged up right now. Calvin Johnson had an amazing game. Uh, two, yeah, I think he had two tuggies, right? Uh, yeah, two touchdowns, nine receptions on 15 targets. Uh, so there's the drops you talked about coming into play. That's six drops there uh, for 155 mm-hmm. yards. So, yeah, pretty and, good uh, game for him. Yeah, he, I mean, he had a hell of a game. And, you know, not all those, not all those targets are his fault as far as drops because uh, – Matthew Stafford does tend to throw a little bit high every now and then. I mean, it's not as bad as Josh Freeman, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but he does he does overthrow his receivers every now and then. How do you overthrow but, somebody as tall as Calvin Johnson? Or Joseph Fourier or Chris Durham. I don't know, but, I mean, he gets it done. Uh, that's. Do you think I, – I mean, we'll, we'll get to Josh Freeman like you said, but just real quick, do you think if – he was the quarterback in Detroit, he would be overthrowing so much? Like, if he just had a bunch of tall guys around him? Um, what? I'm sorry, I was, <laughs> I was reading the rundown. I was really paying <laughs> I was just, at, I was trying to, to make a joke that uh, Josh Freeman just basically needs a bunch of tall receivers around him to not overthrow the ball every time. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to Josh Freeman. We're not there yet. We're trying <laughs> I'm, to jump ahead. I'm, I'm getting really excited about shitting on Josh Freeman. So, uh, yeah. I'm getting excited about defending him. <laughs> uh, Re- Reggie Bush in this game, uh, kind of a rough game for him. I mean, 20 carries. It's a decent amount of carries. He only got 50 yards out of it. What happened there? He was, I mean, he was just kind of a non-factor in this game, really. Uh, the Bengals' defense is pretty darn good uh i'm pre uh, the the radio announcer must have mentioned what's the linebacker's name is it perfect is that how how it's pronounced or perfect i think or something it's, like I, that I, I think it's perfect but i'm not sure yeah he he mentioned his name probably 20 times and he had like nine tackles in the first quarter like that's that's crazy yeah uh, he's outside of his mind and i thought about picking him up 
uh, for fantasy. God damn it. Here I am bringing up the car. <laughs> there it is. I hate this. Nope, not doing it. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he played a really good game. Um, really, really impressed me. I just, uh, just, the game really, this was like the most even game this week. Like it was back and forth, you know, Detroit and the Bengals are really evenly matched in this game. And I, I didn't think it was going to be that way. I thought it was going to be, you know, a little bit more towards Detroit side. You know, I thought it, the, the score would have been like 31, you know, 17 or something like that. But mm. it, what it really came down to is a bad punt by Sam Martin. And I know I've been like praising him all year. You know, he's been an outs, like a stellar rookie punter, uh, punting like an average of almost 60 yards a punt. But this one, it was a glancing punt. He just missed it and he put the, the Bengals at the, uh, 48 yard line at their own 48 yard line with, uh, I don't know, under a minute to go, I think. And it just, I mean, <laughs> the Bengals really didn't have to do anything. And, you know, they threw a short pass over the middle. Uh, I think maybe two short passes over the middle, called a couple timeouts and, uh, Nugent just fucking pounded a 54 yarder through. I, I, I don't really know what to say about the game because it was just weird. It just, it could have gone either way. I, I didn't think that to begin with, but while I was listening to the game, you know, I realized that, like, shit, Cincinnati's doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton had an awesome game. You know, kind of picked the, uh, picked the secondary of Detroit apart. You know, 372 yards, three TDs. Like, that's, I mean, that's a good game. Yeah, he had, um, I've, I've explained the QBR metric before, the quarterback rating. It's a from 1 to 100 rating, 100 being the best. He had, I wanted to talk about Matthew Stafford having a good game with an 81.9. Andy Dalton had a 92.8. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, he had 24 uh, completions on 34 attempts. That's pretty good for 372 yards. And then, like you said, the three touchdowns. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty solid game. He... He had uh, he had a hell of a time picking apart that 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 Detroit secondary. Um, I I did have this game on uh, in the background while I was doing stuff during the day, and I was not paying that close attention because I was I think I was cooking at the time. But every time I looked over and I saw DeAndre Levy's name uh, pulled up with a stat, I would cheer uh, because I picked up DeAndre Levy this week as my linebacker in our fantasy league. <laughs> You bastard! I was gonna pick him up, and I went in there, and I said, "Would you like to trade for him?" Yeah. I'm like, fuck! Oh, god damn it! You beat him to. Oh. Uh, I did want to point out here: uh, Detroit was one of three in the red zone only. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess you know. I mean, the they, still, beat, they still found their way there three times, but it was on yeah. long, big plays. I guess that they just stepped it up, the Bengals D in the red zone. I mean, that's the same thing that the Colts did when they played the Chargers a couple weeks ago. The Chargers would would get across midfield, and then they, they, the defense for the Colts would just step up. You know, and they would they would stand up and they would stop. Um, Philip Rivers and the, and the Chargers, but I think I think what caused the Chargers to score touchdowns was uh, a couple long plays where they burned them. For the most part, though, that's that's exactly how the Bengals D played. They just stepped up in the red zone, didn't let Detroit finish. And Detroit is a finishing team. You would think 
you know, Stafford, uh, throwing the ball to Megatron and got Brandon Pettigrew has really, uh, picked it up this, uh, these last couple games. Uh, Joseph Fourier coming out of nowhere, catching touchdowns like it's nothing. And then, uh, Chris Durham, who's also a tall threat, not really a red zone threat, but he's a taller guy. You know, you should be able to find somebody there that can get open. They just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, we talked about uh, Andy Dalton picking apart the uh, Detroit secondary, uh, but Detroit did hold them for quite some time before giving up that game-winning field goal. I mean, they Stafford threw a 50-yard touchdown to Megatron with 11.59 left in the fourth, and there wasn't another score until that field goal as time expired. So, I mean, they, they held them for the better part of the fourth quarter, but they just couldn't seal it up. Detroit is definitely a, a second half team for sure. Um, they, they they have been for the last three four years or so. You know, they just uh, they just couldn't get it done this game. It was heartbreaking. You know, I was praying that Nugent would just spiff it, just fall on his face <laughs> or something. It botched the snap, and it didn't happen. I'm, I, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a little bit sad about it, and I want to be done talking about it now. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the Packer game then. Uh, they played. They do. Uh, they did pretty well. <laughs> they they played the Browns, so I mean, you hope they did pretty well. Uh, they won thirty one thirteen to move up to four and two, still three and zero at home, uh, and on top of the NFC North. Thank you very much. The season is young. Don't get too excited. It is. It is. Um, pretty good week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked a little more like Aaron Rodgers, but still not that great. Uh, 25 for 36, or sorry, 36 attempts, 25 completions, uh, 260 yards, three touchdowns, and ended the game with a QBR of 83.4, so that was pretty good. Um, he made Brandon Whedon look like, like by comparison, Brandon Whedon looked like a peewee football player. Uh, he had a QBR of 10. <laughs> uh, 17 completions on 42 attempts for 149 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, Eddie Lacy looked good again in this game. 22 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, still, the longest run he had was only 13, but he continues to get hit uh, at or near the line of scrimmage and still get you know, four yards of carry. He's averaging 3.7 uh, in this game, so pretty good. Uh, Micah Hyde looked pretty good in this game, except for the the one fumble he had. Um, but he's playing really well uh, as a cornerback, anyway, as their as their nickelback. Um, yeah, both teams were were terrible on third down. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland was seven of eighteen. And Green Bay was 7 of 13. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty bad. Uh, for the first half of this game, they they both looked pretty awful. Uh, Green Bay did get two touchdowns uh, and a field goal in the first half, but they still didn't look that great. I mean, they didn't look like the Packers have looked for the last couple of years. Um, Cleveland had five fourth down tries. Uh, they were pretty desperate. They got down early. I mean, like I said, they, they were down... Uh, 17 to three, going 
going into the half. So they were they were definitely trying to put themselves back in it. But when you got Whedon, you can't really do a whole lot. Uh, yeah, you, you, that's like uh, you can't you can't have a lot of faith running out of that locker room third quarter if you're down seventeen three and Brandon Whedon is leading you out there. Yeah. Um. Last week, a uh, little housekeeping here. Last week, we I don't know how this slipped past me. We managed to not talk about uh, James Jones and Randall Cobb's injuries. Um, it looks like Jones will be back a little sooner than Cobb. Cobb will be out a couple of weeks. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Jarrett Boykin stepped up huge in this game. Uh, he had eight receptions on ten targets for 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had a nice uh, 39-yard uh, catch there. He looked like a completely different player from last week. The injuries last week happened pretty early in the game, and they went to Boykin because they knew he was, I mean, like him and Nelson, that's all they had. Uh, so they tried going to him a lot, and it didn't really work out. This game it did. He looked, like I said, completely different. He really stepped up. Uh, that being said, I don't think he's going to look so good next week. Um, I mean, they're playing Dallas, so I'm not really afraid of that secondary. But I mean, he's still a young player, and I don't trust any young player until they repeat impressive performances, you know, two or three times. Like, I trust A.D. Lacey now because he's looked good every single game that he's not been concussed by Brandon Merriweather in. So, trust him a little more than Jarrett Boykin, but uh, kudos to him for stepping up big in that game. I just want to correct you really quick. You said that Green Bay plays Dallas next week. They actually play Minnesota. Oh, I'm I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Detroit, they play Minnesota. Detroit, they- no, the way I'm thinking of it is they play Minnesota this week. And then they play. Okay. Yeah, because we're doing the the week eight rundown. So <laughs> so you don't think – so what do you mean? <clears throat> you mean you don't think Boykin will look good against Minnesota or against Dallas? I think anybody will look good against Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think he'll look <laughs> that good against Dallas. Um, yeah, Minnesota – I actually think that game's going to be a little tougher – uh, for the Packers to win than most people do. I do still think they win it. Um, I actually think it's bad news that, and we'll get to Freeman in a second here, um, that Freeman is concussed and will probably miss this game. Um, I mean, the last time the the Packers played Christian Ponder in Minnesota, he, I mean, I can't remember how many touchdowns he had, but they won that game. Minnesota won that game, even though Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns. So the Vikings can be can be tough at home, and I think especially after um, Adrian Peterson only having 13 attempts this last game, they're going to go to him a lot. And Green Bay's got a really good uh, run defense. They're they're third in opponents' rushing yards. They are they're stopping guys, but. I mean, it's Adrian Peterson, so I feel like he's he's going to do all right. Um, well, the New York Giants look terrible this year defensively, but they managed to hold Adrian Peterson to next to nothing, and that's why Josh Freeman had to throw the ball 53 times because they had to resort to the pass game. Okay, There's no way that they were going to run hold the on. ball. We're moving on to Josh Freeman in that game next, so just real quick, uh, last thing about the Packers. Uh, Jermichael Finley was stretchered off the field in this game. Uh, he was hit legally uh, by Tashawn Gibson. Uh, he caught a pass over the middle. Tashawn Gibson dropped his shoulder. 
he ended up hitting Finley in the head. I It really didn't look like he was trying to hit him in the head. It just looked like he lowered his shoulder and was trying to pop him, and Finley just dropped his head. Um, he immediately went limp and took him a couple minutes to stretcher him off. Uh, that was at 10 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, turns out he had a bruised spinal cord. He is still in the hospital uh, as of Wednesday night when we're recording this. Uh, and it, it sounds like he's going to need surgery if he's going to play in the NFL. If he, if he decides to retire, uh, it looks like he can just, you know, get discharged and be fine. But if he's going to continue playing a contact sport, chances are he will need surgery. Um, because I guess one of the doctors who, and this is a doctor that didn't physically examine him, said that usually this, it was uh, Wellington Sue, uh, said that this kind of injury, usually a spinal cord bruise is generally a sign that something in the spinal canal must be repaired. Otherwise, it wouldn't get bruised that way. Um, so we'll have to see how he turns out. But he had a pretty good game here, five catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. And the biggest thing that I can say about your Michael Finley in this game, and I am so goddamn proud to say this, five targets, five catches, no drops. Well, the thing about the Jermichael Finley injury, and I read this yesterday, so I don't know if there was new news that was released today. Um, it said uh, he'll be out three to four weeks, uh, no surgery required. Uh, but once he recovers, he'll be no more likely to get a spinal injury than any other NFL player. So, well, hopefully that's the case because I, I mean. Mm-hmm. Would would hope even if he wasn't a Packer player, hope that you know every injury ends with tops a couple of weeks recovery, no permanent damage. Yeah, it's always scary when you know the neck, head, or back is injured. Like that's such a serious injury. Yeah, for me, it's it's always terrifying to see. Like I said, any player for any team, even the Vikings or the Bears, which are teams I am, as you know, certainly not a fan of. Uh, even if I see one of their players get injured, it, and especially when somebody just goes limp immediately after a hit, yeah, you're you're always scared for the guy. All right, so let's move on to uh, what Ian has described in the rundown as Josh Freeman's unsatisfactory performance, which I believe is the absolute kindest way you can phrase that. It's a lot more sensitive (laughs) than what you had, which was like, Josh Freeman's fucked up, retarded. Uh, I said terrible. All I said was Josh Freeman's terrible performance. That's what I said. Josh Freeman's retarded, cocksucking performance. Wow. I said, I said <laughs> no such thing. That's what you had. Thing. I said no such thing, sir. That's not me. That's you. Those are your words. All right. So the the Vikings lost this game terribly, uh, 23-7, and it wasn't as close as it looked. I only got to see, like, the last quarter, but it, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, Josh Freeman, 20 uh, of 53, 190 yards. Uh, one interception, and the good thing, <laughs> there's no good thing about this. His QBR was 6.1. <laughs> yeah, it, I know. out of 100. No, you live your life by the fucking quarterback rating, man. I, well, you, live your, you live your life by it. I, you, like, you said you didn't watch. I watched the first half of this game, and that's all I needed to see. Because after the first half, you can kind of find out that the the Giants were going to win this game. Um, but the thing with Josh Freeman is 
Josh Freeman's been a Viking at that point for, what, 14 days? Uh, he still doesn't know. He's still not on page with his receivers. He doesn't know where they're going to be, you know. I, that, I completely agree with that. I, I mean, I was going to make the point that, yes, this was an awful, awful game. Uh, but I mean, what can you expect? He's, he's been a Viking for two weeks. He's been like named the starter for only like, what was it? Like four days before this game or something like not very long. So you kind of don't expect him to do well. They didn't exactly like throw him to the wolves or anything like that because they were playing the Giants. Minnesota is not a great team, but neither are the Giants this year. The The Giants really, you know, it looks like they, they, they were playing their best football, and like they, it was not pretty. Like this was an ugly, ugly game to watch. It's exactly as the record depicted. You know, the one win between the two teams uh, on Monday Night Football, and it it played out just like that. It was it was rancid game to watch. Um, one thing I did like well, on the on the punt return, the <clears throat> Minnesota punt return, the uh, Marcus Sherrill's eighty-six yard punt return. Yeah, yeah, that was that was an awesome play. But my favorite part of that play was the hustle by the kicker and, or the punter, <laughs> and he got he got flagged for a horse collar tackle, which was, I mean that's it's kind of badass. He can hang his helmet up on that. That's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, you said they didn't really throw him to the wolves. I kind of feel asking him to throw fifty three times kind of is throwing him to the wolves. I mean, but when you're running game, like if you got Adrian Peterson and Adrian what? Peterson can't do anything, like yeah. what what are you supposed to do? Okay, but the thing with Adrian Peterson is he can bust one at any time. We know that. We've seen that. So wouldn't you rather fail on the back of Adrian Peterson than fail on the back of Josh Freeman? I mean, there's at least a shot that Peterson's gonna you know break a long one and just be gone. He's got that kind of athleticism, that kind of skill, that kind of ability at his position. Josh Freeman, he's got. I still believe he do he does have natural ability, but. Like we said, he's he's new there. He's he's only had a couple of days to prepare and game plan for this. He has no rapport with his receivers. Why not have Adrian Peterson run the ball thirty times? Well, or I mean, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson was out of out of it last week when they played the Panthers, and I don't know, since like uh, this whole thing that went down with his kid and everything like that. It, you know, I he. He must just be mentally out of it. And he hasn't even looked the same this year that he looked last year, like throughout the entire season. You know, like all he's he's the reigning MVP. And right now he looks like he could be the third down running back on the Steelers. You know, like he is not playing good football right now. It's like he doesn't have very good vision or I don't know if it's like his, his offensive line can't do shit because I, I, I'm pretty sure the Vikings offensive line is not good. It's just I don't know. I I read this headline that said should the Vikings trade Adrian Peterson? It said you're out of your fucking mind. You know that's <laughs> he is a player you build a team around, and step one is getting him an offensive line. Because if you give him an offensive line, all of a sudden passing game or not, the Vikings become a very scary team. Well, I mean, he you said he's not doing that well this year. Um, he's got 511 yards uh, through seven weeks this season. So that puts him on pace for the season uh, to have 1,168 yards. So, I mean, that's not a bad season. I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, 
pretty mediocre for what he's capable of, for sure. Well, that's true, and that's why, like I said, I think they they should have given it to him more. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, so I prepared some Josh Freeman stats because I had to, uh, and by prepared I mean I found them on other websites and kind of just pulled them together. Um, <laughs> Josh Freeman was just the fifth quarterback since 1960 and the first since 2007 to throw at least 50 passes and and still have less than 200 yards passing. It happens. Yeah. His 30, <laughs> I mean, th- these stats are all like terrible and they make me cringe, but like I said, what can you really expect mm-hmm. on the time you had to prepare? His 37.7% completion percentage was the lowest for a quarterback with at least 40 attempts since our favorite Eli Manning went 18 for 53 in 2007. He overthrew his receivers 16 times in this game. Yeah, that was a big problem. I remember seeing that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, Like I said, he's not on page with his receivers. He doesn't know where they're going to be. He doesn't know how far away they're going to be from him when he releases the ball. He has a very high release, so the receivers can see the ball coming out over the line and everything like that. But if he if he could if he just gets like you said a rapport down with his receivers, then you know I mean I feel like he could have a a decent season. Yeah, I mean I said that uh, when we first talked about him becoming a Viking is. He could, although I will admit, I did say he might have a good first week, uh, which he did not, obviously. Um, but I said, you know, it's not really going to matter in the long run, but he could still have a decent season. The Vikings aren't going to win enough games this season to matter, but they could win enough for Josh Freeman to salvage his career. Um, talking about his, his 16 overthrows and his uh, terrible completion percentage, listen to these uh, receptions to targets uh, for his receivers. Greg Jennings, four receptions on 10 targets. Jerome Simpson, <laughs> three receptions on nine targets. Jesus Christ. Peterson, I think, had statistically the best. Oh, he's tied with uh, Patterson and just below Gerhardt. Uh, two receptions on four targets. Rudolph, three receptions on nine targets. Patterson, three on six. Gerhardt, two on three. I mean, it just goes on. They had... Oh, Four, eight, looks like ten receivers in this game. Although Joe Webb, their uh, one of their quarterbacks, they apparently trotted him out there and targeted him once, but he didn't he didn't catch the ball. I don't know if it was anywhere near him or not, but yeah, they, I don't know. They just had a rough game. And I heard Joe Webb's. Is there another Joe Webb on that team? Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me let me check. Here. Or do they have their third string quarterback playing on? Special teams. No, I think I think they do. I think he he's officially listed at wide receiver. If it's the same Joe Webb, I think it is, and I think it is. I heard his name being called on like punt returns and kick returns and shit like that. He made. I'm, I think he made a tackle in this game. He did in the first half anyway. I think he, I think he played uh, quarterback in college and then was originally drafted as a wide receiver. I could be wrong. Let me see here. He's a wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL. In college, he played for the UAB Blazers. He was selected as a quarterback. Um, college career. Um, Let's just talk he, about Joe Webb for 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, he apparently <laughs> was a quarterback. Uh, his fresh, well, his freshman year, he was redshirted. Uh, the next season, 
he was a quarterback, and then he was a wide receiver after that, I guess. And they're they're playing him as a wide receiver, so. I mean, he was he was kind of awful as a quarterback uh, in the NFL, anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, and he was not good. <laughs> I mean, as at least they're keeping him around, you know. Yeah, I mean, if I feel like he, he looked like he, he had, had athletic some... ability when he played in the playoffs last year, he just was not a quarterback. So yeah, I think it's kind of smart to keep him around as a wide receiver, especially like for the Vikings specifically. They do not have a lot of skilled wide receivers. I'm um, looking at you, Greg Jennings. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Greg Jennings. <laughs> Uh, this game makes me feel really good about the Green Bay-Minnesota game. Uh, I did point out earlier that, you know, if Ponder plays, he's been dangerous in Minnesota against the Packers. But with the Vikings looking like this, I'm feeling pretty comfortable. Yeah, if Adrian Peterson can't get can't get going, you know, it's just, again, it just puts all the pressure on Christian Ponder, and I think it's just too much for him. You know, I just don't – I don't think he can handle that sort of shit. And, uh – uh, is Matt Castle injured? Because he didn't even dress for this game. I don't think so. I think he was just a uh, healthy scratch. Yeah, he's he didn't even dress. You know, he's just standing on the side. Like that shows how much faith they have in Josh Freeman. They have this experienced quarterback come in, you know, who has several years as a starter under his belt, and then as a backup for um, Tom Brady, and they're still taking Josh Freeman over uh, their full time starter. Christian Ponder, who knows the playbook, and uh, like, I don't know, probably a seven-year vet in uh, in <clears throat> Matt Castle. <laughs> like they must see something in him, you know. I, I I mean, I hope I hope it pans out because I'd like to see the NFC North be a little bit more competitive than just the Lions and the Packers, you know. Right now, I feel like it's one of the toughest divisions in football, and that's just because the uh, Bears haven't imploded on themselves yet. Which is inevitable. Yeah, yet I was gonna say is the key word there. Um, I mean, I feel like like if they're gonna stick with Josh Freeman for a while, uh, they're doing it and they want to put him in as early as possible. I feel like it's because you know they're gonna try and float him for the rest of this year and maybe next year if they don't get a good quarterback in the draft or if they can't develop a quarterback in the draft that they draft uh, quickly enough. They want to have you know a a, a journeyman backup type guy that they can trot out there to start and, you know, win them six or seven games at least. Uh, hope Adrian Peterson wins them, you know, three or four more. Um, that's the only thing I can think of they would be doing. But if that's the case, what's wrong with trotting out Matt Castle as that guy? That's what I don't understand. I don't even understand why they signed Josh Freeman. Maybe maybe Matt Castle is just done experiencing um, just defeat in his life. <laughs> He's just a broken man. <laughs> he can't win anywhere. Uh, maybe that's it. the only place he could win was with the Patriots, and I mean, fucking, I win. could win yeah. if I was the starter at, for the Patriots. I, I've never I've never played a game of football in my life, but. Bill Belichick would figure some shit out, and <laughs> we'd end up winning the game. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one other thing I want to point out for this game on the Giants' side of the ball, uh, and also on the fantasy football side of the ball, I had to pick up Ruben Randall in one of my leagues uh, because all of my other receivers were either injured or on bye, and his three receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown did me probably the best this season for a single-week pickup. So thank you, Ruben Randall. Yeah, go Ruben Randall. Fuck you. 
<laughs> All right, so then let's let's just preview next week real quick. We did that a little bit already with uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. Like I said, I think uh, Green Bay is going to win that game, obviously. Um, they have the fourth-best passing offense in the league, uh, yardage-wise, against Minnesota's 29th pass defense. Uh, so I think they're going to just demolish them there. And surprising and big pride, big point of pride for Packers fans this year, they are actually sixth in rushing yards. Uh Minnesota's a respectable 14th against the rush, but I think Green Bay is just going to dominate in the air and on the ground in this game. Uh, you would think that a team that practices against Adrian Peterson every day would be first on rush defense. <laughs> I mean, you would think. Yeah, you, you get to practice against the best, and then you can't even go out there. and. I mean, I guess they did an all right job shutting down Peyton Hillis. He had 18 carries, and he only had 36 yards. But he did have a, a touchdown in that game towards the end there that was – just monstrous. He was lined up on. I, I want to say, like it was. It was a short yardage. It was what? Uh, yeah, it was a one-yard run from the one. He punched that thing through almost to the uprights, like no problem. He just powered through <laughs> that that Vikings defensive line. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the previewing real quick. Then that. Uh, the Dallas at Detroit game next week. What bodes well for Detroit in this game is Dallas's 30th, <clears throat> 30th ranked pass defense and Detroit's fifth ranked pass offense. <laughs> uh, kind of the same thing in the Green Bay Minnesota game. Um, Green Bay has proven to be more of a rushing team, obviously, than Detroit has this year. Even with the addition of Reggie Bush, uh, he's been made a non factor in a couple weeks, and I think that just changes the whole dynamic of Detroit's offense. When when they take Reggie Bush out of the game, then Detroit reverts back to who they were last season. Exactly. You know, they just can't complete. Um, you know, but Dallas's opposing or uh, rush defense is 13th, which is, I mean, respectable. It's it's there. Minnesota and Dallas look like very similar teams, aside from Dallas's passing offense. You know, otherwise, these teams are pretty similar. Yeah, Tony Romo and Des Bryant are much better players than uh, either Christian Ponder or Josh Freeman. And, I mean, would you consider Greg Jennings their number one wide receiver? I mean, I guess they paid him, what, I would have $35 million, so. but he's terrible this year. I would have to say he's their number one. Like, who else, who else is, like, a deep threat uh, line up wide out, you know? I mean, Greg Jennings might not be a deep threat, but, I mean, he's... I I can't even think of a receiver from that. You just mentioned their names, <laughs> and I can't even think of another receiver from that team. Jerome Simpson. Corderell Patterson. Yeah. Who? Yeah, they're like, the only other two uh, I know. Yeah. Toby Gerhardt. He's their fullback. Or is he a tight <laughs> No, he's a, he's, the, he's a backup running back. I think they're using him a bit as a uh, fullback this season, though. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like... Fuck Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you know that I've run out of things to say about a certain team. You just start <laughs> shit-talking them for no apparent reason. Yeah, fuck, go Josh Freeman, I hope you do okay, but fuck Minnesota, and especially you, Matt Castle. <laughs> well, I think this this Dallas-Detroit game is going to be a shootout, uh, mostly because a lot of Detroit's games this year have been, a shootout, have been shootouts, but um, you pointed out, you know, Detroit fifth in passing against the Dallas's 30 against pass. Um, Dallas is eighth in passing, so they're not that bad. They're not that far behind Detroit. 
Uh, and Detroit has the 28th ranked uh, defense against the pass. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of yards in the air in this game, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there might be there might be fifteen hundred yards passing in this game. <laughs> like the, this score might be fifty three to fifty. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be the highest scoring game this season. The it might scoring, be the highest scoring game in NFL history. Wow, the highest scoring game this season was um, who did the Broncos play in that game? Dallas, where it was like fifty one forty eight. Yeah, yeah. If Detroit can just keep up the pace with. Uh, with, with the Cowboys, Dez Bryant, and, and Tony Romo and the Cowboys, if they could just stay with them, I, I would be totally okay with Detroit forcing Dallas to punt once in this game, <laughs> as long as Detroit doesn't have to punt at all and doesn't throw any interceptions or fumbles. You know, you don't, want, it, you don't want Sam Martin to work his leg out? He had three punts inside the 20 this last game. Apparently it was just that one rough punt. Otherwise he had a great game. Yeah, he just botched that one punt, and I mean that's gonna happen. It doesn't matter who you are; like you're gonna you're gonna biff it every now and then. Like I, nobody's perfect. I never thought I'd be impressed with a punter before, but I was. I mean, aside from, do you remember a couple years ago, John Ryan, the punter for the Packers? Uh, they faked it on like fourth and twelve, and he just fucking like plowed through three guys to get the first down. That was the last I time I. That. that was the last time I was impressed with a punter until. This last game, Sam Martin's three inside the twenty. That's impressive. Three out of four punts. Who was that? Was it Mormon? Was that he the punter in the in the Pro Bowl game that just got annihilated by that one? Uh, I think he was a Redskins uh, safety who made it to the Pro Bowl, but they went for it on fourth down and he scampered. He just got fucking laid <laughs> the fuck out. He was vertical about seven feet in the air. Oh, it was man. insane. Yeah, he got he got lit up. I uh, I did yeah. not see this. I I don't think I've watched a Pro Bowl since I was like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Pro Bowl. Don't be hating. No, I'm I am a lot more interested in the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, they're taking the the conferences out of it, right? Yeah, they're doing a draft format like the NHL started a couple of years ago, which I think is very cool. Like that's that's yeah, probably a, one of the coolest things the NFL has done in a while. Yeah, I'm a lot more excited for that. All right, so uh, one last terrible thing to talk about before we make it to our picks, and that's, uh, well, Ian changed it to Meanie Pants Jets fan in the rundown, but I originally had it listed as Douchebag Jets fan. Um, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this, uh, you haven't been on the internet in the last week, uh, because I feel like this video is on every sports site. Uh, okay, so the story here is the Jets beat the Patriots. Just give it a second for that to sink in. The Jets beat the Patriots here. Um, I called it. I called it, everyone. He did call it. Oh, he, was, he was the only one in our group to get it right, I believe. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't actually. I have no idea. I don't know what Jason's pick was. Um, oh. What are you? Are you sad you don't get to claim I, that you were the I only one? I just looked at it, and originally I had him picked, but then I changed it to the oh. Patriots. Come on. Stop. But I did. I I had him. Coward. Nope. Nope. You don't get to claim it if it's not final. (laughs) All right. So anyway, what happened here was uh, after the Jets won this game, they were uh, apparently there was a controversial. I didn't see the game. Apparently there was a controversial call at the end of the game where the Jets missed a field goal, but somehow kept the ball uh, and it allowed him to drive down the field and get the game winning field goal. And so after the game, you know, the fans are leaving the field. Uh, leaving MetLife, and <laughs> in the video, 
this lady says something. This lady in a Patriots jersey. Obviously, you don't know what she's saying. It's a you know crummy cell phone video. She says something to this Jets fan, and he turns and just pounds her in the face at least twice. What the hell? I haven't seen this video, but... You should look it up right now. I don't really want to. (laughs) Your description, I think, does it justice. He... He is an asshole who punched this woman in the face for, you know, she's got a little lip on her. I don't care if, I don't care what she, like, first of all, like, you're at a sports game. I don't care if it's a dude or a chick talking shit to you. Uh, Your team just won, and if you take sports that seriously, that after your team wins and somebody talks shit about them, you have to punch them in the face. Uh, You probably shouldn't be a sports fan. You've probably got some other more serious problems, Um, which uh, apparently this guy does. Uh... Did a quick uh, search on him. Apparently, his name is Kurt. Fuck if I know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Paschke. Hey, Paschke. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, from Long Island, and I guess he did time in the '90s for fatally stabbing a 17-year-old. Um, a 17-year-old boy or girl? Uh, it, the article didn't say they're a minor, so I don't think they're allowed to release any other information besides 17. So, yeah, apparently this guy's got some problems. He's a real fuckhead. Yeah. He's getting shit together. Yeah, I mean, motherfucker, your team just won. I don't care what she said. I don't care if she said you have the smallest dick in the world. Fucking just walk away, man. Jesus. Like, even that. Unless he actually does have the smallest dick in the world, he shouldn't be offended by something like that because, <laughs> I mean... It, <laughs> yeah, like, if she walks up to him... Or not. If she walks up to him with a page torn out of like the Guinness Book of World Records and it's his photograph next to the world record smallest penis in the world and she like holds it up in his face even that's not a reason to fucking punch her in the mouth Jesus Christ yeah he shouldn't have contacted Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> that record like it's his own fault <laughs> fucking idiot take responsibility for your actions or get the fuck out of my country <laughs> America <laughs> <laughs> alright so let's move on to our week 8 picks uh, we will start with the Thursday night game, the Panthers at Buccaneers. We still Panthers. win those Buccaneers, by the way. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I can't say I'm surprised because I didn't have any expectations for them. But, uh, I mean, I'm going to take the Panthers in this. Uh, this is a division game, correct? They're in the same division? Yeah. Um... And Carolina going to Tampa Bay. I feel like they're going to bring the boom. Scam Newton. <laughs> uh, they, he's going to he's going to have a big game uh, against the poorest Tampa Bay defense. Uh, go Panthers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Panthers in this game. Um, yeah, I mean the Buccaneers haven't won a game yet. Uh, Mike Glennon looks okay. For a young guy that doesn't really know what he's doing. But, I mean, it's Cam Newton. And it's the Panthers, whose defense looks... Sorry. Cam. Yeah, sorry, Daniel. Uh, Scam Newton. (laughs) And the Panthers' defense look really good. So, I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Uh, Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. I think it goes without saying at this point, I'm picking the Bills. Yep, I saw that coming. Um, I would like to be able to pick the Bills in this game, but uh, the Saints are just too good lately. And, I mean, Jimmy Graham, man. 
I don't think the Bills have any answer for Jimmy Graham. And even if they have an answer for every other player on the Saints offense, if they don't have an answer for Jimmy Graham, doesn't matter. Jimmy Graham will score every touchdown they try to throw to him. So uh, got to take the Saints in this one. Next up, we have the 3-4, and four, which uh, I am actually surprised they are doing that well. The 3-4 and four Browns uh, at the 7-0 and oh, undefeated, only undefeated team left, Kansas City Chiefs. Who would have thought that you would be saying that at this point in the season, the halfway mark of the season? I feel, Kansas like, City. I feel like we've been saying I mean, that every oh, week. Right. It's so <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised at this point, you know, because they are playing good football. Andy Reid is a genius. Alex Smith is playing outside of his mind. The defense is insane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Kansas City is going to win the <laughs> – I mean, this game. <laughs> I I can't even imagine what the score might be in this game. This this game, it b- pre Broncos and Jaguars game. What everybody thought that everybody thought that game would be like ninety to nothing. Like this game, I feel like could be like even more than what people thought about that game. Would have been. <laughs> like this game might be a hundred and ninety to nothing. Like this is wow. Uh, Brandon Weeden. He couldn't. He couldn't do anything against the terrible Lions defense, and that pains me to say the Lions defense is terrible. But they are really low ranked compared to other teams, and Brandon Whedon couldn't do shit against them. Like, what's he supposed to do against Kansas City, who has like arguably the best defense in the NFL right now? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Chiefs. Okay, last year two and fourteen. This year so far seven and zero. Seriously. <laughs> Like they have, they have really turned things around. Um, I mean, their defense was good last year, but apparently, just making the change at quarterback and getting Andy Reid in there was huge. I mean, huge. I, I can't even remember who was their quarterback last year. Matt Castle. Okay, so maybe that's why the Vikings aren't going with Matt Castle. <laughs> By the way, I like I liked that gif you posted of Andy Reid uh, as the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> you didn't like good. it. You say you liked it, but you did not like it. <laughs> no, I liked it. I didn't Facebook like it. I didn't like with a capital L. Whatever. Okay, so... It's not the same. <laughs> uh, I already know who you're going to pick for this game, um, but the Cowboys at the Lions. The Lions. All of... Okay, so I got to... I gotta. How, how strongly uh, do you feel about this being, a, you know, a 90-point game? Like, you want to make another bet? Is that what you're trying to get at right now? Yeah, yes, that is exactly what I'm trying to get at right now, sir. Don't beat around the bush, man. Just go, <laughs> fucking go for the jugular. Say it. Well, I'm, I'm asking how strongly because I'm trying to gauge what I should set the over-under at for this, for, for total you know, combined points in this game. Obviously, I was exaggerating when I said there might be over 100 combined points in this game. Well, obviously, that's, I think that's why I'm asking how strongly. It'll, it'll probably be closer. You want to do over-under on 70 points in this game? I take the under, you take the over? I'll take the over. All right. Uh, I will do that. we got to do 70.5 points, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I take the over. All right. Punishment to the uh, loser? Huh, that is a good question. What would you like to see me do if I lose? Quit your job. <laughs> okay, that's not happening. <laughs> I don't have the greatest job in the world by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it pays bills, so that's, that's not happening. 
Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, change your profile picture on Facebook to Matthew Stafford. No. I will buy you a Matthew Stafford face t-shirt, and you have to change your profile picture to you wearing it. Uh, and it has to be, it for, has to be that for a month. For a month? Because I'm buying, I'm, I have to buy the sweat, or the, the t-shirt, buddy. Alright? Alright. Oh, man. And, okay, know. so we'll then, buy. so then, uh, let me see here. I cannot, I, my, my go-to was another, uh, AJ Hawk thing, cause I know how you feel about him, but I feel like it should be related to the two teams in this game. What's a Dallas player you hate? Um, God. I, I hate Jason Garrett. He's not a player, but he's the coach. <laughs> okay, how about how about if uh, if I win, you have to buy yourself a Jerry Jones T-shirt, Jerry Jones face T-shirt, and wear that for a month in a Facebook picture. Just Jerry Jones's face. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I'll take that. All right, that sounds like a good bet. No, it's not fair because you like Matthew Stafford. Well, well he's a freight train of raw ability. How could I not like him? You have to wear a Christian Ponder face t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with this game. I, I, I made sure mine had something to do with this game. Well, who don't you like? Jerry Jones. All right, same goes for you then. All right. Custom ink, and we'll make up some fucking t-shirts. <laughs> One, one t-shirt and it will go to one of us. Okay. Alright, yeah, that sounds good. Alright. We should deal. I mean, if we had enough listeners, we should sell that shirt. And like have it say, I lost a bet on the back or something. We could do that. <laughs> if somebody would fucking email us. Yeah. And tell us to listen to the podcast and <laughs> like it or they hate it. Just tell, come on guys, give us something. Jesus. Yeah, if you hate it, that's it. fine. Just tell us, man. Daniel is gone. <laughs> He's dead to us. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we move on here, uh, I take the Lions in this game as well. Um, All right. I just I don't like the the Dallas uh, pass defense. So I just I think the Lions will win this one. They're due. I think they'll bounce around five hundred for the whole season. So um, next up, we have the Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots in this one, too. I was really hoping the Dolphins were going to be real this season, but uh, they keep letting me down. Uh, I wish they would go to Lamar Miller more, and they're not, so I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. Uh, next up, we've got the Giants at the Eagles. This is a tough game to pick. <clears throat> is Michael Vick coming back, or is he still out? I have no earthly idea. Well, anyway, Nick Foles has proven himself to be good against really shitty defenses. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he struggled last week. And the New York Giants have a really shitty defense. So I'm going to take the Eagles. Apparently, okay, just on a quick search, it looks like the Giants are preparing as though they're going to play Michael Vick. I don't know if that actually means Michael Vick's going to play or not, uh, but I think yeah, they don't. If they don't even know, like why would they, <laughs> that's like game planning for Christian Ponder? Josh Freeman's playing. There's two different quarterbacks. Like, well, yeah, but the the difference here is like, do you really need to prepare for Nick Foles? 
I guess. I mean, he's I mean, he's a quarterback. Like that's that's it. Like he's a quarterback. You could, you know, dicker back and forth about his skill level, but he's a quarterback. Uh, Michael Vick could probably play multiple positions on the field. Like he is a quarterback, but he's still fast and mobile. He's the type of player you have to game plan for. So I guess I can understand that. I see your point. Whatever. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Giants in this one. Uh, I think it doesn't. What? I think it doesn't matter who they start. This is going to be my upset of the week. Um, not that it's much of an upset. I mean, I guess it is like 32% people only picking the Giants to the 70% taking the Eagles. So technically an upset. But yeah, I'm going to take the Giants in this one. I think they're going to feel pretty good about you know finally winning a game. And it's going to kind of help their confidence. Their defense didn't look absolutely atrocious last game, but that could have been entirely thanks to Josh Freeman. So we'll see. I'm going to take a shot here on the Giants. All right. You think they're going to lose, what, uh, two more games before they win all the rest? Or was it just one more game before they win all the rest? I think they'll, I think they'll actually go 9-7. and seven. They'll lose this game, and then they'll win out. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, I wish we'd made a bet on that one. Um <laughs> Next up, uh, the last of the afternoon games, we have the Niners at the Jaguars. <laughs> I think Daniel said it right a couple weeks ago. There's no point in even asking about these games at this, <laughs> at this point. Like You know who we're going to take. Okay, so here's my out. question for you then. Are the Jaguars going to win a game this season? Maybe. I don't know what their <laughs> schedule is. Like, they might. They might not. Fuck. I think I think I even care, dude. (laughs) I think you agreed with me when I said uh, I don't think they're going to lose all sixteen. I think they're going to win one, and I said it's going to be the Sunday, December first game where they play against Cleveland in Cleveland. Right, remember that? Uh, Yeah. So we both think they're going one and fifteen. One and fifteen, most likely. I'd like them to go zero and sixteen, I guess, just so Detroit isn't alone in that. And that sort of thing. And then Jacksonville can bounce back like Detroit has, and they won't be the punching bag anymore, really. People will want them to win. They'll be like, yeah, go Jacksonville, finally. They're going to be the Guy punching bag as long as Blaine Gabbard is on their roster. Mark Brunel needs to come out of retirement and leave that team <laughs> to glory. Did you hear uh, Jeff Garcia um, apparently called the Browns and offered to come out of retirement and play for them? Yeah, and they're like, ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I loved that. Um, okay, so here's the the Jaguars' schedule for the rest of the season. Um, at San, or, sorry, uh, at home against San Francisco this week, by next week, and then at Tennessee, home against Arizona, at Houston, at Cleveland, home against Houston, home against Buffalo, home against Tennessee, at Indianapolis. Except for the Cleveland game and maybe the Buffalo game, that's a pretty tough end of the season. So I Tennessee, Tennessee is a beatable team for them as well. Yeah, um, but I still feel like there's still a really damn good chance to go 0-16. They could beat Houston as well. Houston is not a good team this year. That's a definitely a winnable game as well. I mean, we'll have to see. Maybe 3-13, um, and 2-14? and 14? Uh, That's wishful thinking if you ask me. But All right, we've spent far too much time on the Jacksonville Jaguars, so let's, uh, I'm obviously taking the 49ers. <laughs> What's that? So Daniel will be ripping his hair out at this point. <laughs> stop talking about punters and stop talking about the Jaguars. <laughs> oh, and also this thing about my fantasy team that no one cares about. <laughs> if Daniel listens to this, it's going to be really painful for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm obviously taking the Niners in that game. Next up, 
Uh, we got the afternoon games. We got the Jets at the Bengals. Jets. Big yeah. game last week against the Pats. I think they'll continue it, and they will take out the Cincinnati Bengals, and they will avenge the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you, you think they'll they'll march to victory with memories of the Lions in their hearts? Yeah. 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 <laughs> One private. Um. Well, I mean, I already picked my upset of the week. This was actually going to be my second ups- upset of the week. I was going to take the Jets over the Bengals here, uh, and I still am. For Can't believe we that one. What's that? I can't believe we agree on that one. Yeah, uh, I think the Jets have shown flashes this season. They're four and three. That's not terrible. Like you said, it's still early. Um, the Bengals have shown flashes of being awful. Uh, so hopefully that'll you know coincide, line up. Geno Smith's been playing all right, and if they just like if they break down their running game and like study the film like they should, they'll realize that they need to give the ball to Bilal Powell every time they rush and quit giving shit to Chris Ivory. And if they do that, then I think they'll run away with this game. But uh, it'll be close, but I'm picking the Jets. Uh, next up, we've got the Steelers at the Raiders. Two, two, and four teams. Eight. Raiders. Uh, Steelers have won their last two games, correct? Uh, yeah. And I think uh, traveling to Oakland, uh, Terrell Pryor is going to win this game with the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Oh god. I'm gonna take the Raiders. I was I was really struggling there. I wanted I wanted to take the Steelers, but uh I'm not Daniel. So <laughs> I can't just I can't. Um Yeah. The Raiders don't have a ton of talent on their team, uh but neither do the Steelers at this point. And I hate uh, Ben Rapisberger, so I would just really like to see Oakland win. Uh, plus, picking Oakland, which is the same pick you made, keeps us at least tied if we, you know. I, w- I won't drop a point to you in this game, worst case. So, <laughs> Oh, you're thinking about the standing now? You're not taking actual, like, analysis in effect? I mean, what is there to analyze about the Steelers and the Raiders this year? Uh, about that? Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I had... Such like my, I mean, you know me, the numbers guy. Like my mind first went to like stats and numbers and what is there to analyze. And then I was like, okay, there's nothing. All right, what's next? Uh, I hate Ben Rapisberger. All right, what's next? Uh, Ian picked the Raiders. Don't drop a point to him. All right, it's the Raiders. I mean, that was my thought process. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are surprisingly bad. The Oakland Raiders are bad as usual. <laughs> exactly, they're better at being bad. So maybe they'll win this game. They've got more experience being two and four than the Steelers do. So. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's <laughs> good reason. That's sports it analysis right there. They're Patton. better at being two and four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got the also two and four Atlanta Falcons at the three and four Arizona Cardinals. I can't believe that more people are picking the Falcons than they're picking the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals. I, you know, I know. I think Carson Palmer's time was done like five years ago. But here he is, fucking slinging the rock, and they they've won three games this year, and I think I definitely think that they can beat the Falcons. I don't understand why so many people are picking the Falcons over them. I mean, the battle of the dirty birds, I guess. I got the uh, Cardinals. On this <laughs> I think. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm going to take the the Cardinals this one too, but I think the reason so many people are picking the Falcons is because they expect the Falcons to be the Falcons, which is something they haven't really been this year yet. I mean, it's been it's been rough for them. Carson Palmer, like you keep shitting on him, uh, but so far this year, he's he's got 1,700 yards, 60% completion, eight touchdowns. I mean, come on, man. He's not sucking. He's he's on pace for or projected for almost four thousand yards this season. He's he'll, he'll move the ball around, and if they can get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald, that would be awesome. You know, seeing as he's like their star player. Uh, but what I'm really looking for in this game is for Andre Ellington to take over the starting running back role finally, uh, because he's been sitting on my bench in fantasy just waiting because he's been by far the better back there. Uh, and hopefully they'll, you know, catch on and hand it over to him. The splits have been shifting more and more in his favor. Uh, and I think, you know, the Cardinals and their, their pretty good defense could pull this off against a Falcons team that has just fallen apart this season. Yeah, Falcons are bad. <laughs> Breaking news. The Falcons are bad this year. <laughs> Next up, we've got the, uh, the last of the Sunday afternoon games, uh, the Washington professional sports team at the Denver Broncos. My upset of the week, Denver almost loses to Dallas two weeks ago. Uh, if not for a typical Tony Romo mistake late in the game, uh, they had, they probably would have lost that game. Then last week in Indy, you know, the Colts defeated the Broncos, which I, I mean, that surprised a lot of people. I think, I think I, I had the uh, I had the Broncos picked in that game, maybe, along with you know no I picked the Colts. Holy fuck! <laughs> I love that you don't remember and you're super surprised that you picked what you picked. Look, look at what I know. So <laughs> stick it with uh, that whole trend there. I think I, I just I think the Broncos people have found out their find a weakness. And they're going to keep exploiting it. And that's that the Broncos defense will allow you to put up a ton of points as long as you can find a way to jam up their receivers and not let them get open. Because the Colts, the Colts defense is made up of three different teams defenses that are brought together. And they, they, they were surprisingly good, and they had a lot of injuries in that game. They had, like, their second strings and third strings playing. And Denver almost came back in the end. Uh, I think no Sean Marino had a bad fumble. Um, that cost him. Oh, it was a tip at the line. It was intercepted uh, by a linebacker, Angerer, Pat Angerer, who has might be the best name in the NFL, yeah. Pat Angerer. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty bad. Um, but I think, I think the – I think Washington could win this game. All right. Well, I've got I've got more stats, more numbers, more analysis for you. Um, <laughs> the Broncos put up 33 points uh, last week in their loss in Indianapolis, uh, which puts their season total at 298 points so far this season. The Redskins have allowed 184 points through their six games, uh, and there's only one game where they allowed less than 27 points. Uh, what this means uh, is that the Redskins give up points and a lot of points, and the Broncos are not the offense to do that to. They're going to give up tons of points to the Broncos, and the Broncos are going to run away with this. It doesn't matter how terrible their defense is going to be. 
and make no mistake, it will probably be bad. I finally dropped him this week in fantasy because they've just been murdering me. I I got to take the Broncos in this one. It's it's not Fine. even close for me. <laughs> Never. All right. So next up, we got the Sunday night game. Uh, the uh, most excellent, totally awesome Green Bay Packers uh, at Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, just because you said that. <laughs> no, no, I got the Packers. Yeah, uh, I think we said what needs to be said about this game earlier. Packers, hands down. Uh, and then lastly, the Monday night game, the Seattle Seahawks at the now Sam Bradfordless St. Louis Rams. Well, St. Louis Rams signed Brady Quinn this week, so look for there to be uh, about four interceptions and <laughs> I thought... to throw, throw the ball. 80 times and complete five of those. And oh, wow. Richard Richard Sherman, that's his name, right? <laughs> the, it's cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman might have two pick sixes in this game. <laughs> like uh, Seattle should be able to win this game handily. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game too. Even if the Rams had Sam Branford. Um I really thought, by the way, the direction you were going to go with that uh, when you said look for, uh, I thought you were going to say look for the Rams to continue to be a completely terrible team. Uh, <laughs> that's what I said. I had poor delivery, but that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like Bradford was the only thing holding the Rams up, uh, and it's not like the Rams were the only thing holding Sam Bradford down. Bradford was bad. The Rams are bad getting Brady Quinn or Kellen Clemens as the starter there is not going to fix anything. It's a downgrade no matter what. Not that Bradford's that great. Uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks could play half this game and then just sit on the bench and watch the Rams play themselves and still win handily. Uh, you got a final score for this game? 24-7. to seven. Uh, I'm going to go 27-9. to uh, Let's say nine. Really? Three field goals yeah. or a touchdown safety? Nope. Triple field goals. <laughs> I got the Rams getting a pick six and then uh, Richard Sherman getting two pick sixes and, and Russell Wilson rushing for another one or Marshawn Lynch rushing for one and a field goal. All right. Um, cool. I think we did pretty good uh, with Daniel not being here, uh, but we miss him, obviously. Please come back, Daniel. You're not dead to us. We love you. Yeah, please, fucking <laughs> it. God damn it. But Ando, Ando backed out on us. I don't know if he, does he listen to this podcast. I don't believe so. Um, he didn't technically back out on us because he didn't technically agree to do it. He said, "I promise." <laughs> he said, and I quote, "No promises." So he did oh. say the word promises. Yeah, that that's, counts, that's right? I, that's what I look at. Yeah. Okay. He fucked us. <laughs> Uh, Mark Mark was sick this week, so Mark couldn't do it. And then I asked Daniel if he's still alive on Facebook, and I didn't get a response, so you all know what that means. Daniel's not on Facebook right now. That's that <laughs> Daniel is currently not online. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so again, don't forget to check out the sister blog over at thecinemaid.net uh, for some awesome movie grooviness, movie reviews there. Um 
a lot of horror movies going on for October. Make sure you check those out. Cody's doing a great job over there, Cody and Ian, and their other from-around-the-globe staff writers. I can say that because at least one of them is from across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, (laughs) You can check out their Facebook at facebook.com slash thecinemaid. Uh, And, of course, we are The Sports Id. You can check us out at thesportsid.net. The Facebook is facebook.com slash thesportsid. The Twitter handle is at thesportsid. (laughs) And like we said, please, for the love of God, email us pretending to be Adolf Hitler. Uh, the email there is thesportsid at gmail.com. That's the sports letter I, letter D, at gmail.com. Uh, this has been the Week 8 Preview. I am Drew. I am Ian. Thanks for tuning in. And we're out. <laughs>